1: what's up family thank you for tuning in to the dream nation podcast my name is castanova i'll be your host and i'm excited to be bringing to you entrepreneurs thought leaders and trailblazers from around the world stay locked in with us because we're about to go on a journey that will change your life what's up what's up good morning it's a great morning here falls out today And I'm just super excited. I'm super excited to be able to keep growing. I'm getting a lot of knowledge. And so whenever I get knowledge, if you guys know me, you know that I get super excited because that means that I can share. That means that I'm learning. That means that I'm truly growing. So today, what I want to talk to you guys about is something that I've seen over the last month, two months, three months, and I really started to dive into online. Now, the online world and the offline world, when we talk about starting up a business, when we talk about really just figuring out what your goals are, getting clarity on where you want to be, I think the the number one step is you got to figure out what exactly does your end life look like. And what I mean by in life, like when you're 60, when you're 70, what does that look like for you? You got to envision it. You got to dream a little bit. You got to be able to say, okay, when I'm 60, you know, I want to be able to live off of, you know, twenty five thousand dollars a month or even ten thousand dollars a month will suffice for me. And and then, you know, reverse engineer it and see what exactly does it take for me to be able to get there? So for me, of course, we all know that my main thing is being able to create real estate investment. Why is because people will always need somewhere to live. So if I can supply the housing, if I can control, you know, more of the neighborhoods and be able to make sure that people are having safe environments, I feel like that's going to give me value. But at the end of the day, I'm also going to be able to create mailbox money, what I like to call it. Mailbox money is every day you know, between the first and the fifth, I'm getting checks that are coming in, multiple checks, right? No matter where I am, if I'm out with my son at a basketball tournament or if I'm with my daughter at cheerleading or gymnastics or if me and my wife are just out, you know, hanging out, you know, in Costa Rica or Dubai or wherever, I still got that income coming in. And so that's what my focus has always looked like. Like, how could I control my own time? And so today I I know what a lot of people reach out and they say is, you know, where do I start? I got this W-2 job. I'm working nine to five, you know, maybe I'm happy, maybe I'm unhappy. The first thing I'll tell you about that is you gotta really evaluate what's your situation. If your situation is, is one that you're unhappy. Whenever you get off of work, you get happier. Whenever you're going to work in the mornings, you're, you're grouchy, you know, your family, you're, you're hating your environment, you're hating your job. Your boss is, is always coming at you nagging, even though the situation or whatever the problem was, wasn't your problem. But now you got to fix it. First, understand that that comes even with entrepreneurship. And when you're an entrepreneur, you're going to have to take care of all of your own problems. And you got to take care of other people's problems as well, right? Because you have no one to be able to point the finger at, which is the toughest part, right? You got to go And you got to analyze the situation. And if you got an employee that maybe forgot to tell you something, if it turned into bad customer service, if it turned into a bad review online, whatever it is, when you're that entrepreneur, when you're the face of the business, when you're the backbone of that business per se, until you've hired support that, you know, you can rely and depend on. There is no one to point the finger at. If the business fails, you fail. Right. And I think that's why so many people, they like the corporate environment. Why? Because they can always, when they go home or when they get out for a drink or if they're just networking and they're one event they have someone they can point the finger at. They can say, oh, my boss is all over me, not giving me that raise. You know, they didn't give me that position, that spot, that sales job, whatever it might be. People always need, that's society as a whole. We always need someone to point the finger at. Well, the tough part about entrepreneurship is There's no one to point the finger at. It's all on you. You got to tell your wife why you didn't do the calculations or your husband, why you didn't do the calculations and the business didn't succeed. Why you didn't, you know, do the networking, why you didn't do the branding, why you didn't do the marketing, why you didn't invest more into your business to make sure at the end of the day, your business was profitable. Right. And it's not easy to do that for anyone. I know even for me, that's none of us ever like failure and none of us ever like rejection. But when you're an entrepreneur. Both of those things come hand in hand and it can be on a daily basis. I always say you just gotta be able to weather the storm because when it rains, it's definitely gonna feel like it's pouring. You're gonna have a lot of little L's throughout your day. You're gonna have people that you thought believed in you that now are picking up the phone, that now are just kind of shunning you. And in and, and the sense, they're not telling you that. But when you go to shoot them a text or something, they don't respond. Or you tell them you need to you know, uh, pick their brain on something and they can't get back to you. That's just life. Not everyone is going to stay with you on every period of your journey. You got to understand that's why it's your journey. That's for you. That's something that I just want to make sure that you guys are clear on because when people think about entrepreneurship, they're like, okay, well, where do I start? And the first thing is you got to get clear on what that looks like for you and how much time that you're going to put in. I heard a great quote, and I think the quote was like, it's going to take longer than you think, but not as long as you fear. It's going to take longer than you think, but not as long as you fear. Because a lot of the times, fear is the thing that's holding us back anyway. And it's going to be a grind. It's going to be a struggle. But once you come out, I always say in the beginning, they'll ask you why you're doing it. In the end, they'll ask you how you did it. So you just got to keep that in mind. You got to be able to say, listen, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. But I know that as long as I'm taking one step a day, I'm ahead of the masses, because most people, they're going to stay secure in what they're doing every single day. Right. Even if they hate it, they're going to stay secure in that, even if they know that, hey, this is not where I need to be. Well, if it's not where you need to be, why don't you go be somewhere else? Right. If you don't like the journey that you're on, you're sure not gonna like where you end up. So that's my 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 talk for you guys today when we're talking about entrepreneurship. The main key that you gotta remember is that joy wouldn't feel so good if it was not for pain. It it wouldn't. You know, all of the success that I've had in all of my sales careers and the success that I'm having right now on my real estate journey, both with clients and being able to invest myself, keep in mind that it's always coming at an expense, it's always coming from sacrifice. You gotta sacrifice some time. That time might be with your spouse. That time might be with your kids. And you want to make sure that once in the beginning, you start out and you're going to be very active in sacrificing. But if you develop systems along your way, at the end, you're going to be able to grow evergreen. And what do I mean by that? You're going to be able to automate, automate the processes. You're going to be able, you go through something very, very tough. Right. And you want to go through it as tough as possible because then you'll know all the tasks. That you need to then give to someone else. And you know how much of a grind that it was. So now you need to make sure that it's the experience. It's the school of hard knocks. Now that you know how much of a grind it was, you can now empathize and sympathize with the other people that are coming through it after you. And you also know what the process actually looks like to get done, right? Most people, they, you know, they want to start off and they want to invest in a lot of real estate. Okay, that's great, but you don't want to, you don't want to contact bankers. You don't want to get out here and network with other realtors or bankers or loan officers or contractors to be able, you just want the team all handed to you. Well, I got news. That's not going to happen. Why is it not going to happen? Because you don't have relationships with those people. Everything is based off of credibility and relationships. I say all the time when people ask me, what is credit? Right. We talk about credit. Credit in my mind just forms some credibility. You get credit with me, whether it's monetary value or me putting my name on your name as a stamp of approval, as a sponsorship. Why would I do that? Because you're credible. Because you've built that credibility with me, because I know you, because I trust you, because I like you, right? I believe in you. You got to establish that credibility. And how that comes is you got to build long-term relationships. You got to be present. You got to be listening. You got to figure out a way to help others solve their problems. When we get into real estate as an agent. People are always wondering, okay, well, how do I network? How do I, how do I build relationships? I'll tell you, people always want to tell you their problems. You can hop on social media right now, scroll through 10 posts. I guarantee you're going to see four of them that are talking about an issue, a problem, a concern. Okay, well, if you figure out instead of thinking about me, 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 Go ahead and ask yourself, do I know anybody if I can't solve that problem myself, do I know anybody that can solve that problem? Hey, guys, I got a leaky roof right now. Who do you know that's a contractor? Go on. Go on the next door app. If you're in a community that has the next door app, go on the next door app. Look at all of those people that are asking for help with something, selling something, you know, a recommendation on a contractor, you know, where to get tickets at. Those are all problems. So somebody saying, hey, I'm looking for four tickets to the Golden State Warriors game, if you live in California, right? Then go into a Facebook group, go into something and say, how much experience do you have With finding tickets for games, is it difficult for you? Have you always been able to find these tickets? Would you like to be able to have access easier to to NBA tickets? See what people say. If they come out and they say... At Parker,
0: our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
1: Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Oh, yeah, we've tried for weeks. We can never get tickets. Can you create a solution around that? Can you wholesale tickets? Can you create a software so people can get notified of these tickets right away when they go on Craigslist, when they go on StubHub and people are selling them? There are sites out there like If. TTT. If that, then this. What about trying out something like that? Well, you can develop a software that integrates with that. And now you can make sure that all of your clients, all of the people on your mailing list get notified when they put in those parameters. Same way people get notified on houses. Whenever they put in, here's what they're looking for. There's so much opportunity out here, guys. That's what it means by being an entrepreneur, is creating opportunity, creating value, creating offers for other people. tell people all the time in real estate, they say, man, there's no deals out here. There's absolutely deals out there, but the deal isn't gonna just come and, and hit you in the face. You gotta create the deal. You gotta create the offer to the seller or to the buyer. Say, hey, you could use that buyer's agent over there, but if you use me, I'm gonna not only go hard for you, I'm also gonna get you set up on this MLS. I'm also potentially gonna, you know, give you a gift card or or whatever else it might be that's within legal parameters, right? Create an offer. If you're selling shoes, you can go buy those shoes over there for $150, right? Or you could come over here, you could get the shoes, you could get the shoe cleaner. You could get a 30-day, 90-day, or 30-day, 60-day, 90-day guarantee of money back. There's so many other ways that you can create an offer. But what you really got to figure out is exactly how can you provide the solution? There's lots of problems out there. There's Quora, right? Cora people are always asking, if you're online and in the digital world, people are always asking for questions about something online. What about if you get online and you just answer that question, And then at the end of it, you put a a link in there to your blog or to another website or to your Facebook page, where again, you're already providing these solutions. The first time somebody comes in contact with your brand, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they don't know you, so they can't believe in you because they don't know you, they can't believe you. But as you give things of value, as you exchange things of value, what starts to happen is people start to like you more, right? So now they're on your email list. Now they're liking your pictures on Instagram. Now they're liking your Facebook posts. And they're slowly but surely building a relationship with you, whether that be from afar, whether that be that they're seeing you at networking events locally, they're building a relationship with you and they're watching. I can't tell you how many times that I've went to a networking event or a party and people were like, oh, you're the real estate guy, right? Or or, you're that entrepreneur guy, or I see your videos. Whenever I get ready in real estate, I'm coming to you. Makes me feel good, but it also knows that I'm building credibility. People are starting to believe me. They're starting to see the pictures. They're starting to see, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about. He has already an established brand. People like to do business with people who they know, like, and trust. That's just the nature of it. If you're trying to skip number one through four, you just wanna to jump to five without building meaningful relationships, without building credibility, credit, credibility, that's not gonna happen. Whether you're in the investing world, the sales world, no matter what your business or service or product is. So to be an entrepreneur, what that really means is you gotta create value. And there's so many ways that you can get out there and do it, I just, I just named a couple ways, right? Doing Facebook Lives videos, doing the research, People say, Oh, you know, I, I don't know about a certain topic. Well, okay. You got YouTube. You got Facebook. You got blogs. You got books, audiobooks. You got courses. You might have to invest a little bit into yourself. We always want somebody else to invest into us, right? We get that we, we join this company because it's a nine to five. They're going to train us. They're going to invest their money into us. They're going to hire somebody else to train us. They're putting all this money into us, and all we got to do is show up. That was easy. Well, I would not keep doing that. But now I got to be an entrepreneur. I got to create the value myself. Oh, where do I start? Oh, I got to put money into. Th- ah, I don't think that's what I want to do. I don't know. I don't. I don't got the money. I'd rather sit with this other company. Well, I got a news flash. If you look at this economy, it's based off of ownership. You can own businesses. You can own real estate. You can own, there's so many other things that you can own, right? Everything that you own, you see the benefits from it. Tax benefits, right? Those those are huge in itself. You look at it and and, and again, get you a good CPA. Just sit down with the CPA. That's credible. How do you find a CPA that's credible? Most of the time, these CPAs, being honest, they're not online a lot. So what do you gotta do? You gotta build local relationships. If you're a realtor or a real estate investor, you gotta get to a REA meeting, you got to get on bigger pockets. You got to get somewhere to where you can figure out, hey guys, who do you guys recommend for a CPA? Most people are going to tell you who they recommend. Why? Because they want to add value. Most entrepreneurs, they want to add value. So that's what I always focus on. I focus on making sure that I can add value. That's how I was able to build my business. That's how I've been able to build many of businesses. That's how I've been able to always make sure that I make six figures. I build relationships, but how do I do it? I add value. Clients, they come to me all the time. Hey, who do you know that's a plumber? They tag me on Facebook. I'm sure Casanova knows somebody. I'm sure he knows an attorney. I'm sure he knows an event planner. I do because I've took the time to build the relationships. If you never take the time to build the relationships, then you stay obscure, right? And what that means is people don't know you. People can't put their stamp of approval on your name. One of my best friends and I, we we always say, you know, and then I shout him out, Richard Webb. It doesn't matter what you know. It doesn't matter who you know. But more importantly, who knows you? Tell me who who knows you. Because if I don't know you and somebody calls me up and they say, hey, Casanova, so and so said that, you know, they they want a little bit of credit with this bank. They said they know you. Uh, I kind of know him, but I I mean, I've never really done any business with them. I, I, you know, I would say give him a shot. Are they really looking to loan you any type of credit? Probably not. But if I say, oh, man, Jim, yeah, 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 that's. That's the guy. If you can loan him some credit, I've loaned him money a bunch of times. The way he flips deals, the knowledge that he has, he can even help you in so-and-so-and-so way. Yeah, definitely sit down with them. Now, are they looking to sit down with you? Are they looking to establish a long-term relationship with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because people wanna be able to leverage other relationships that they had. No matter how smart we are, we're not smart at everything. No matter what the value is that you provide, you can't provide all types of value. You need other people on your team. If you look at Warren Buffett, if you look at Mark Cuban, if you look at Jeff Bezos, we always talk about these guys. With Elon Musk, we talk about these guys, but there's hundreds, if not thousands of people that are on their team. There's at least hundreds of them that they go to right? And that might not be that they're working directly for them. That might be that they're working on side of them. They're in a whole different industry, but they're a mentor to that person. I'm sure Jeff Bezos has a team of at least 10 people that he call that does not have anything to do with Amazon. Why? Because you need different perspectives in life. You need different experiences in life. You need to figure out how you can serve better. If you're in chain with the same people that are all serving the same way, can you really grow from that? Probably not. You at least need three to four people. So that's what I would tell you. I would tell you as an entrepreneur, focus on getting you a team of three to four people. Focus on doing a once a month mastermind with those people. You gotta have transparency with those people. You gotta be able to talk about the good, but then you also gotta be able to talk about the bad. Here's the things that I'm struggling with in life, in my business right now. Are you guys experiencing the same thing? Everybody, when you get a little bit of money, your problems don't go away. They get magnified. They get even bigger. As you solve one problem, there's another problem. That's why the world exists because there's always going to be more problems and there's always going to be a more efficient way to try to handle something. The smartest ones understand that and they continue to strive on their journey to figure out how to solve these problems. Amazon, when they first started, they probably needed a little bit of capital. He, He got his mom, he got his dad, Jeff Bezos did. They invested in the capital. Okay, now we got the capital. How do we get more businesses to partner with us? Okay, now we got all the businesses to partner with us. How do we service our clients better? Okay, now we're servicing and we're doing it two days. Okay, now how do we get more efficient with the way that we're shipping? Okay, now how do we get more efficient with our customer service? Because now we're getting more shipping going on, but now more people are having problems in this way. How do we get more employees? How do we get more warehouse space? There's always another problem to solve. And if you figure out who are the people that you need to get on your team that can help you, go through that each day, I think that you're going to be solid. I know that you're going to be solid. But what's the strategy? If you're saying, ah, there's too many hands in that pot. I can't hire this person. I can't do that. Well, I got news. Then you're going to have to do it all along. Going to have to do it all along. And that's not fun. Entrepreneurship can be very lonely, very lonely. So don't think, that because you're an entrepreneur, that you won't have to continue to grow because you own this business. You won't have to continue to support a team. You won't have to continue to work a nine to five. I got news. You're going to work nine to nine now, but it all becomes worth it in the end because you're operating off purpose, because you're operating off clarity, because you're operating off of a strategy. Now you start to see the wheels turning. And then on top of that, you're getting the benefits. You're getting the tax benefits. You're getting you know the the benefits of being able to create income and create value for others around you so now people love you more than ever because now you've created jobs you've created solutions where does it ever get better than that that I, I, I don't think that it does another big thing with being an entrepreneur is that you have to have balance in your life it can be so so easy To be able to just become obsessed with something because you want more sales, because you want more money, you can become obsessed with it. Well, that doesn't necessarily work if you have a family. If you're single with no kids, then, yeah, that can be fine. Or if you're just growing your business. But if you have a family, if you have a wife, if you have a fiance, a husband, somebody that relies on your time, your emotional help, you can't always be gone or you can't always be in another zone. You got to be able to be there for them. And that takes balance. That takes intentional balance. You got to be able to make sure that still at eight o'clock, you can shut it down with knowing that, hey, I'm not in a nine to five, so I'm not going to get a consistent income. I'm not going to get paid every two weeks, every one month or even once a week. So it's tough to be able to do that. But when you become intentional about it and once you surround yourself with other people who are intentional, not only about your professional success, but also with your personal success, balancing your finances, knowing, you know, what's going out every single month versus what's coming in every single month. Are you using QuickBooks? Are you using a bookkeeper? Do you have a good CPA? All these things really make a difference in life. That's a huge part of being an entrepreneur, you know, and 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 then you calculate again, where do you want to be? You're creating deals, you're creating value for others. For me, when I thought about real estate and I said, okay, you know, I want to be able to control my own time. Well, if I want to control my own time, of course that means that I need certain amounts of income to come in so I can live on my own time, on my own means. So again, how do I create the value? I'm looking at calculating, okay, how much money do I need? It's almost like a pro forma, right? And what I mean by that is we're always going off of assumptions, but we have to make sure that we test our theory. So what do I mean by testing the theory? You have to make sure that you go to the market and you ask them what's going to be available. You have to make sure that you go to the market and ask them, You know, what is it exactly that they're looking for? For me, when I think about real estate investing, let's say that I was looking at buying a couple different properties. And first off, I would want to know, okay, can I rent these properties off? I would do comparables. I would look at the area. I would say, okay, how many people there are currently renting? You can go on Zillow. You can go on Craigslist. You can see what type of ads have been up. You can drive through the neighborhood. You can do, you know, just just calling you know, other people who are currently in the neighborhood. There's so many different ways of what you can do, but you test your theory in the market. So with being an entrepreneur, you got to let your ego go and you have to say, okay, I'm going to test this theory, even though a lot of people might not like it. But if I can prove that there's a market for it, then I know that I'm bringing something rather than just an idea, which isn't going to get me paid at the end of the day. Nobody pays for an idea. They pay for the system behind the idea. Entrepreneurship means that you got to put your ego aside and that you got to be able to test the market for whatever your solution, your product or your service is. Right. And what that means that you go to Facebook and you ask, you know, hey, I'm thinking of you know, buying some real estate, wondering if anybody's looking for a two bedroom over in this area, right? See how many people like that post to say, "Hey, yeah, what? How much are you going to charge for it?" So testing the market, T-shirt business. If you want to start drop shipping, you want to start a T-shirt business. Of course, you can just go in as an entrepreneur. You have to be willing to put your ego aside and make sure that you're taking calculated risk by doing testing of the market. You know, what does your clientele want? What can you service the people with? Where are you finding the problem at? Those are all big things that you got to be able to make sure that you test the market for real estate investing. If you're thinking about buying a property, what about putting it in a Facebook group or putting it on your timeline or putting it on Craigslist to say, hey, I got a two bedroom in so-and-so area thinking of renting it out for 800. Do I have anybody interested Right, seeing how many people say, "Yeah, I'm looking for a property." Even if you you know some family or friends or some some people who you're connected with that are moving, you know, in the next couple months, then if you do the calculations on it and you say, "Okay, I know that these people want to be in the seven hundred dollar price range," and if I go get two properties at forty thousand dollars a piece, right? I might have to put a little bit of work into them. Let's not you know go too technical on it, but forty thousand dollars a piece but I know that these properties can rent for $800 each. So that's 1,600 that I would be bringing in. You do have CapEx, you have some other things to think about, but let's say $800 that I would be able to bring in. So at $800 I'm able to bring in, I know that at 40,000 a piece, if I gotta put down 20% on both of those, right? Then I'm looking at about $8,000 a piece, right? Because 40,000 times 20% is $8,000. So I'm looking at about 16,000 that I would have to come up with to put down. But let's say that my mortgage on it, both of those, after everything was about 300. At Parker,
0: our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
1: For $50, so I know my debt service is probably going to be about $700 on two properties, but then I know that I can rent them out for $800 a piece, right? So that's 1600 So So 1600 is how much we'd be bringing in. And then we got 700 that's going out. That's $900 of passive income that you're going to be bringing in. How do you know this? Because you've tested the market. It's just like a pro forma. You got to go off of the assumptions, but make sure that you do your calculations on it beforehand. So that's always a big deal for me is making sure that I can test the market. If you're thinking of doing a T-shirt business, right? That's why drop shipping is so huge nowadays is because you're out there testing the market. People are putting these Shopify stories up or anything else. And and they're saying, hey, will you buy this T-shirt? And people are liking this T-shirt. People are loving it. They say, where can I get that? right? Now you already know that there is some type of a value for that t-shirt. So then when you go out here and you put it up on your website, on your blog, you put it up and now you already have sold a hundred t-shirts before you even had to get any of the product. And if you're drop shipping, the cool thing about it is you don't have to own any of that inventory. So again, those are things that you do. You focus on Creating value with others and you focus on doing your market research with others. You focus on a lot of different things just to make sure that you don't lose in the end. Right. Those are the ways that you can make sure that you're you're protecting your investments. Anytime that you're going to shell out money, you don't want to just go with an idea because truth be told, nobody just pays for an idea. They pay for the system behind it. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for sticking around. That truly means a lot to me. And hopefully that means that we delivered massive value on this one. If you haven't already, the way that you could say thank you to myself and the team is just by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review and a rating. That's what iTunes loves to see. That's how we get out there even more. And I would definitely, definitely be grateful for it. I know the team would as well. Do me a favor and head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com.